Hey, you're listening to Guat Rocks, God, the World, and Other Things. I'm Kenny Price, your host. Our mission, you got it, say it with me, advancing equilibrium in the midst of an agitated world. Well, I continue to have this cold, so I've got the voice of Barry White. Anyway, I hope it doesn't get on your nerves. It kind of gets on my nerves, but uh, I think I'm kicking it, but it's been a long, hard road, and plus we've had a lot of pollution here in the area, in the greater Nashville area, which isn't usually this way, but I think it's all coming still from the fires in Canada, which is really hard to believe. But this is Season 16, Episode 333, Title Alcohol. You know, I struggled on what to name this article because this is the first in a few things I'm going to say about alcohol. And uh, there's a lot I could say about alcohol, but I can't get all that done today. But uh, I'm just going to say alcohol because really what we're going to do is look at it from a cold hard fact type purview, looking at it according to science. And of course, there's a lot more going on behind the scenes than just science and alcohol. But I want you to take some time to please listen to this podcast. Don't be offended by it if you partake in alcohol I don't want you to turn the podcast off. I want you to listen to this and just give me a chance to explain, okay? I don't drink. I have never drank alcohol. I've shared in previous episodes that I grew up in an alcoholic home, and my father was severely alcoholic and was so until two weeks right before he died when he finally came to Jesus Christ and accepted him as his personal Lord and Savior. That being said, there are a lot of Christians, or I should say there are some Christians who are also alcoholic. So just because you're Christian doesn't mean you can't become alcoholic. Alcoholism is an interaction with the chemical that ends up taking control of your life. And again, we can say a lot more about that. But the subtitle on this is Drink Responsibly? Question mark, Part 1. And this is going to be an amalgamation, kind of a mashup of the CDC. And believe it or not, folks, a lot of what I'm quoting to you today is straight from the CDC, which is a secular entity, a non-religious, very much uh, secular organization. And it is fascinating to see what they have to say about alcohol. And I went to the website just looking for some information and I was shocked at what they had to say. So it kind of derailed where I was originally going with on the first couple of episodes in this mini-series. But what I read was so astounding and shocking and revealing, I thought it was worth covering here on this podcast. And I'm going to try to make it as brief as possible, not be laborious. There's a lot of detail in the CDC article that I won't cover. I will have links to all of this in the show notes. Also, there's an article I found uh, that says why you shouldn't drink alcohol. And it was really well, well done. It's on the web. I'll have a link to that. I'll have a link to the Keith Whitley Wikipedia article, which some may remember that Keith Whitley was a very highly successful country music singer, songwriter, married to Lori Morgan at the time, and died of alcohol overdose at the age of 34. His life ended way too soon. Also, I'm going to have an article, a YouTube video put out by the Institute for Human Anatomy called What Alcohol Does to Your Body. Now, I warn you up front, they actually have cadavers. That means dead bodies that they take and they cut into pieces and stuff. And they show you exactly what is alcohol doing to the human body. I find it very fascinating and very enlightening 
So if you're not squeamish, I would also encourage you to watch their, their article in the YouTube video from Institute of Human Anatomy titled, What Alcohol Does to Your Body. They say that ethyl alcohol or ethanol is an intoxicating ingredient found in beer, wine, and liquor. Alcohol is produced by the fermentation of yeast, sugars, and starches. Get this. They say this, and the guy that did this recording tells you in the middle of all this that he likes his bourbon. But yet at the same time, he makes this truth statement. First and foremost, alcohol, or more properly known as ethanol, is a legitimate toxin. And he makes it clear there is no way around it that alcohol, by definition, is a poison to the physical human body. He goes on to say, you'd be hard-pressed to find anybody willing to say that alcohol is overall healthy for you. It is a central nervous system depressant that is rapidly absorbed from the stomach and small intestine into the bloodstream. The liver can only metabolize a small amount of alcohol at a time, leaving the excess alcohol to circulate throughout the body. The intensity of the effect of alcohol on the body is directly related to the amount consumed, of course. Alcohol ends up permeating every part of your physical body except your bones, and it sets off a chemical reaction of processing, conversion, and absorption that results in a strong physiological impact. In other words, it's real impact, folks. Of course, we know this. But it's ironic. You start by having a sense of pleasure, euphoria, lower inhibitions, lowered cognitive ability, and lowered reflexes. With the lowered inhibitions, you start saying and doing things that you normally wouldn't say or do. Now, keep in mind, so many times people say, oh, it was the alcohol talking. In a true sense of the word, it really is the alcohol talking because what has happened, the alcohol is changing chemically your body to where you are now not in control. You really are not in control. Your choice-making ability has gone out the window. You're literally thinking slower, but you're also euphoric. And the irony is, and you're happy about it. Not only do you have diminished choice-making ability and your inhibitions are gone, now you're stressed, you're making bad decisions, and you have an increase of adrenaline and stress hormone coursing through your system. You need to urinate more, which increases physical dehydration. You're getting rid of more fluid than you're actually taking in with alcohol. Think about this. A standard drink in America is equal to 14 grams. That's 0.6 ounces of pure alcohol. It's not even one ounce. It's a little over half an ounce of pure alcohol. Think about the potency of the substance. One half of an ounce of pure alcohol is a standard drink. Generally, this amount of pure alcohol is found in 12 ounces of beer. That's at a normal rate of 5% alcohol content by volume. Or 8 ounces of malt liquor, which is 7% of alcohol by content and volume. Or 5 ounces of wine, which is 12% alcohol content. Or 1.5 ounces or a shot of 80 proof. 80 proof means that as you see that bottle, 40% of it is alcohol content. Distilled spirits or liquors. And that can be gin, rum, vodka, and whiskey. That type of thing. It is the amount of alcohol consumed that affects a person most. Not the type of alcoholic drink. Beer or wine is not safer to drink than liquor. Moderate drinking is defined by limiting intake to two drinks or less in a day for men and one drink or less in a day for women when alcohol is consumed. Excessive alcohol use includes binge drinking, heavy drinking, and any alcohol use by pregnant women. 
Now, let me stop for just a minute. Think about this. It's not safe for a woman who is pregnant to drink any alcohol. My friend, that should speak to all of us to the potency and the danger of the chemical itself. Binge drinking is defined as a pattern of alcohol consumption that brings the blood alcohol concentration, that's the BAC level, to 0.08. Now keep in mind, these are secular entities that use these numbers, not some church Bible-thumping pastor. So the world says that if you have 0.08% or more alcohol in your blood, you are heavily intoxicated. My friend, that's less than 1% by blood content. Eight hundredths of 1% and you're drunk. This pattern of drinking usually corresponds to five or more drinks on a single occasion for men or four or more drinks on a single occasion for women. Binge drinking typically results in acute intoxication. Alcohol intoxication can be harmful for a variety of reasons. Listen to this. We don't think about this. Impaired brain function resulting in poor judgment, reduced reaction time, loss of balance and motor skills, or slurred speech, dilation of blood vessels, causing a feeling of warmth, but resulting in rapid loss of body heat, increased risk of certain cancers. Now, let me ask you something. All of this hullabaloo going on right now regarding Bud Light, does anyone ever talk about the fact that alcohol increases your risk of cancer, stroke, and liver disease, like cirrhosis, particularly when excessive amounts of alcohol are consumed over extended periods of time? Increased risk of motor vehicle traffic crashes, violence, and other entries. Coma and death can occur if alcohol is consumed rapidly and in large amounts. For men, heavy drinking is typically defined as consuming 15 drinks or more per week. My friend, if you see someone that comes in walking in with a bottle of wine, I can guarantee you that over the course of a week, they're having more than 15 drinks of wine which equates to 15 five-ounce glasses of wine. That's not very much wine. But according to the CDC, you would be considered a heavy drinker if you're consuming that kind of content. For women, heavy drinking is typically defined as consuming eight drinks or more per week. Let this sink in. I think back before I moved here to Tennessee from the Dallas-Fort Worth area. On the west side of Fort Worth, they had a burgeoning area of development that once was just a bunch of old warehouses that now uh, is just a really amazing uh, part of the district for Fort Worth. One of the keystone things there is the Montgomery Plaza, which is the old Montgomery Ward's catalog building that was like 10 stories tall that they took and chopped in half, made it into condominiums and shops and really elaborate things. But along with that, came a multitude of drinking establishments. And I can guarantee you, I've been down there in that district to eat on a, on a weekend night, and you can see the number of people filling the bars, and they're drinking. They're drinking a lot. You can say that a lot of those people would most likely cross over into the category of being considered heavy drinkers. Excessive drinking, both in the form of heavy drinking or binge drinking, is associated with numerous health problems. Chronic disease such as liver cirrhosis, pancreatitis. When's the last time that you heard anyone talking about if you drink uh, some of the vodkas or Jack Daniels, or I'm not picking on Jack Daniels, but they're one of the prominent names. Uh, we glorify them here in Tennessee, the, the holler, 
where Jack came up with his uh, substance. But my friend, when is the last time you heard them talking about the people suffering from cirrhosis and pancreatitis? They don't mention it. But also various cancers, including liver, mouth, throat, larynx, that's the voice box, and esophagus. My best friend, Terry Barrier, before he passed away, he came to Christ. The way I met him is through the rupture of his esophagus due to extreme alcoholism. They said his esophagus became paper thin, and one day it finally ruptured. He almost choked to death on his own blood. It was terrible. And then he, of course, found out later that he had cirrhosis of the liver and liver cancer from the alcohol. See, we don't talk about this, but high blood pressure, psychological disorders, unintentional injuries such as motor vehicle traffic crashes, falls, drowning, burns, firearm injuries, violence such as child maltreatment. When's the last time you heard anybody talk about that? People getting drunk and then beating their children. Homicide, suicide. How about harm to developing baby if a woman drinks while pregnant? such as fetal alcohol spectrum disorders. There are a lot of kids in the public schools today who suffer from learning disabilities because the mother drank alcohol when she was pregnant with the baby. SIDS, sudden infant death syndrome. There is also, and this is coming from the CDC, there is also strong evidence that drinking alcohol increases the risk for cancer, including cancers of the mouth and throat, liver, breast cancer in women, and colon and rectum. And for some types of cancer, the risk increases even at low levels of alcohol consumption. And they're talking about less than one drink a day. The evidence indicates that the more alcohol a person drinks, the higher his or her risk of developing an alcohol-associated cancer exists. The Dietary Guidelines for Americans recommends that adults who choose to drink do so in moderation. One drink or less on a day for women and two drinks or less on a day for men. However, emerging evidence suggests that even drinking within the recommended limits may increase the overall risk of death from various causes, such as from several types of cancer and some forms of cardiovascular disease. But when is the last time that you heard that even if you drink a quote-unquote responsibly, that there is emerging evidence that suggests that you are in harm's way to develop several types of cancer and some forms of cardiovascular disease. Now, let's stop again. Keep in mind, this is not Kenny Price, the, the minister, preacher, preacher boy talking. This is the Center for Disease Control for the United States of America. So this should be given some heavy consideration, not coming from a biasness, but, but coming from a non-biased organization, the CDC. Listen to these amazing statements. To reduce the risk of alcohol-related harms, the guidelines recommend that adults of legal drinking age can choose not to drink. The guidelines also do not recommend that individuals who do not drink alcohol start drinking for any reason. Now, my friend, we can get into all the arguments you want to, and you can come up with your pros and cons about alcohol. But when the government of the United States Center for Disease Control says that the guidelines also do not recommend that individuals who do not drink alcohol start drinking for any reason. How much plainer can we get? If you don't drink alcohol, praise God. I'm happy to hear that. But share this podcast with somebody that needs to hear the truth about alcohol. And with that, my friend, I bid you peace. Peace.